0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Think of that feeling when you finish a walk, run, or workout. You're refreshed, calm, and even a little proud. Therapy can feel the same, but for your mind. Build your mental strength at betterhelp.com super. Hey, brother! If you guys are anything like me, and if you're here, hopefully that means you are, you may have recently seen the news that there is going to be a frozen Three information that you may have been super excited to hear or possibly confused over, maybe something along the lines of like, wow, the other two were so successful, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. No matter what, there will be some new and amazing music, but what will it be about? And to be completely H with you guys, I too pretty much felt all of those things. And last week here at Super Carlin Brothers, we did our breakdown for a very similar reaction to a different sequel, which was our predictions for the film Toy Story 5. Like what would actually make that new installment a meaningful addition to what is otherwise a really fantastic franchise. And so today we wanted to do the same thing for Frozen. We want to analyze what the story has already said so far, what it still has room to say, and with that in mind, where it could potentially be going. So without any further ado, let's break it down. I love to think that some of you were like, break it down, and then we had the theme music and kind of danced a little bit, that'd be pretty cool. But anyway guys, Frozen, I cannot believe that this movie came out all the way back in 2013 because it feels like forever and a half ago and also somehow a full year and a half into the existence of this very channel. Shout out to those people who have been here since year one. Stuck through all the cringy haircuts and bad white balance. I will say though that at that point in the channel's existence, we were not exactly Disney theorists and I was 24 years old and not exactly the target demographic for this movie. Or so I thought. Because it wasn't actually for a couple of years after the movie's release and someone gifting me a copy of it and me kind of reluctantly watching it because it was a snow day. And what I found was I absolutely loved it. More than I ever could have expected. Completely and utterly, unironically loved it. The misdirect with Hans, the sisterly love, the kingdom of Arendelle, Elsa's powers, and did I mention all of the truly fantastic scenes that feature just spectacular ice? You may or may not know this about me. Bit of a nice guy. That's ice, not nice. I don't know if I'm nice. But I do like ice. Also fun fact, I just have to brag a little bit here because my 16 month old daughter Addison could say like 10 words. And one of them happens to be ice. Ah, you want more ice? What is it? Where is it? I have truly never been more proud in my entire life. Anyway, the point is that I never really suspected that I would like this movie at all, and in the end, I absolutely loved it. Which meant that when I discovered that Frozen 2 was going to be coming out in 2019 alongside Avengers Endgame, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Toy Story 4, the live action Lion King, Spider-Man Far From Home. Heck, we can even throw the finale of Game of Thrones in there for good measure. Although for the record, I think we'd all prefer not to measure it came up short. Point is, at the beginning of the year, I think somehow I was still the most excited for Frozen 2. Those early previews I think were some of the best that I have seen in like recent animated feature releases. They were epic. Also it's like at night on this dark stormy beach, barefoot running into the waves. There's a water horse and spirits and it all just looked absolutely beautiful. And when I finally had the opportunity to see it, I actually think that they somehow surpassed the original with the music. I think it is actually better. That's not even a slight against the original. I just thought it was an unattainable feat. However, thematically, it's been four years and I'm not going to lie, a very considerable amount of contemplation. I still don't know that I totally understand what it was trying to say. Like as a film, and that feels like a really good place to pause for one hot or else absolutely freezing cold second. This is where I think that we really need to work ourselves up from the beginning, kind of get to know where we came from so that we know where we're headed, so to speak. ain't no need to watch where I'm going. Just need to know where I've been. The original Frozen film, I think, works so well because it doesn't try too awfully hard to tell you anything terribly complicated. At the end of the day, the themes of the movie are fairly down-to-earth and incredibly relatable. You essentially have this young Elsa character who mysteriously has ice powers and she has a spectacular friendship with her sister, Anna. It's all sunshine and snowmen, until it isn't. (laughs) Anna takes a blast from Elsa's powers, the rock trolls erase her memories, and Elsa begins a life of ice elation. Nailed it. And along the way grows to fear her own abilities and pretty much herself and while not all of us have ice powers accepting the truest version of ourselves is not always the easiest endeavor and elsa is repressing this version of herself for most of her life until one day it literally comes exploding out of her and heck she's not just repressing it she's actually growing to believe that this unique ability of hers makes her a monster. Don't be the monster they fear you are. And really early on in the story, we can see that once she's alone on the mountain and isn't worried about harming anybody in the process, she can do some truly remarkable things with her powers, like building an ice castle out of nothing in a matter of seconds. I am forced to believe that the only books that were locked inside of that room with her were nothing but pure architecture, that's it maybe some geometry. In a lot of ways, this feels like her great big breakthrough moment. Like the cold never bothered her anyway in all the rest. But the truth here is that isolating yourself from literally every other person is not exactly finding your true self and being at peace with it. She has successfully decided that she's not going to let this power be anyone else's problem anymore. She's just done it at the cost of not being near anyone at all. Please don't shut me out again. Please don't slam the door. And so really it ends up being everything that happens after this, seemingly, actually kind of becoming a danger to others, being taken prisoner and then forced to believe that you are in fact a monster, only to see that the people who love you would absolutely stand in the way of imminent danger to protect you Anyway, and this is what it ends up taking for Elsa to truly come to love herself and embrace her powers and know that she can live harmoniously with everyone else. And this also feels like a great moment to remind you, viewer at home, that whether or not you have ice powers are super exactly as you are. And we're glad to have you here. But from there, I do think we can now move on to Frozen 2 where Elsa is having a similar identity dilemma, but on a potentially much larger scale. She has fully embraced her powers, which up until this point in time has fully consumed who she is as a person. But now that she's at peace with them, who is she? Oddly, for someone her age, it's not really a question she's ever really had to give a huge amount of contemplation to before because she was born into a very important role as Queen, a duty that has nearly endless tasks and never really grants her the opportunity to discover who she is beneath the powers and responsibility. But it is a question that she feels like is tugging at her and then at some point in time, quite literally singing at her. You know, the whole, ah! Oh, nailed it. Thanks, thanks. But this also ends up being a question that she is understandably afraid to find the answer to. Her whole life in a lot of ways has been one big, great, long struggle. And so while maybe she's not entirely sure who she is, her life has also never been better. Her kingdom loves her and she's close with her family and they even play charades. Is it worth changing all of that just to chase some personal answer? I mean. Have you ever even played charades? Uh, nothing. Air, tree, people, triple, but oh, that's not a word. Shovel boy! Teeth? I'll tell you what, I don't think Elsa has. Maybe that's a problem. But it turns out the answer to that question is yes, because the person who is calling her is quite literally her, who I guess by the end of the film, she embraces again. But this time it's not just her powers, it's also like her place in the world. Not the one that she was born into, but the one she was born for. Her role as the fifth spirit. Or I guess, technically, her and Anna are both the fifth spirit? Well, actually, a bridge has two sides. Because yeah, a bridge bridge has two sides and there are five spirits one of which is water and another which is ice. It's all basic math. You'll find it in the geometry textbooks. Either way though, Elsa is the fifth spirit. And so she steps down as queen of Arendelle and Anna steps up. This will allow Elsa to go out and fulfill her true purpose, the fifth spirit, which is what? This is honestly where I feel like I get really lost within Frozen 2. And it may just be because there was otherwise a lot going on. like. Is she part of the Northuldra tribe of people now? Or is she somehow like her own entity separate from both them and Arendelle? Is she even still technically alive? We actually wondered about that last one quite a bit and I still stand by the fact that it's a pretty fair question. Guys, we need to take a quick moment to let you know that today's video is brought to you by better help. Let me ask you guys, have you ever had a moment of clarity, a realization about yourself? Because let me tell you, getting to know yourself is truly a lifelong process, whether it's dealing with your ice powers or the everyday rigors of life. As humans, we are constantly growing and changing. So when you have those moments of clarity, it can be a really special thing. And as someone who personally goes to therapy regularly for the past several years, I can tell you that one of the most unsung benefits of going is making these realizations about yourself and knowing how to look for them. And BetterHelp can help you do that exact same thing. They can connect you with a licensed therapist that can take you on a journey of self-discovery. You guys may know that we are big proponents of therapy here at Super Carlin Brothers, and so it's really difficult to pin down even what the most singular and important benefit you could receive is. But that self-discovery aspect to me is a really big and important one because it's something that can be pretty difficult to accomplish on your own. And having a professional who you can bounce ideas off of can help you understand yourself more clearly. If you're thinking about trying therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and very flexible according to your specific schedule. Discover your true potential with BetterHelp by heading to betterhelp.com super to get 10% off your first month. That is, BetterHelp helpcom slash super to get 10% off your first month. Link is in the description down below. But that being said, this is where I feel like we're entering this next installment of this super franchise with all of the characters and kind of interesting spots. Anna is of course now recently engaged in Queen of Arendelle. Elsa doesn't really seem to even be a true resident of Arendelle anymore, but I also don't think like just the fact that her mother was of the North Uldra tribe gives her any Claim to the throne that may or may not exist within that group of people. Other than the fact that she's the human embodiment, if you will, of the magic that they live alongside, it's specifically that they live alongside that magic. They're not subservient to it. I do think that it is incredibly likely that there will be a lot of integration that has happened between the Northulder people and the people of Arendelle, since that was kind of like a major plot point of the last movie that they couldn't. Again, this is one of those areas in Frozen 2 where I felt like there was a huge missed opportunity to just quite literally let that gigantic tidal wave wipe out the previous city of Arendelle. They actually show us the evacuation of the city so we would know that nobody would actually be harmed in the process and it would give them the opportunity to rebuild the city to showcase both the Northuldra people and the people of Arendelle. And while they didn't actually do that in Frozen 2, I do think that it lays some fantastic groundwork for potential themes that we might see in Frozen 3, which is this idea of balance. Right now you have these two groups of people who are living harmoniously next to one another. And I think it could work towards this idea of living harmoniously with each other. But as per interesting plot, that means we're probably going to need to generate some kind of conflict between the two. So my pitch for what that conflict will ultimately look like is a feud between Anna and Elsa, which I personally think is a very interesting setup, because what you ultimately have is a good character versus a good character, which ultimately means that the conflict will be some type of ethical dilemma. Each sister is very simply looking after those things that they are responsible for and care for, and it will be when those two things collide that the problem occurs. So what is each sister looking out for? And with Anna, it's pretty obvious. She's looking after the kingdom of Arendelle and potentially her new family. Anna is absolutely bound to be a loving and compassionate leader who is doing her absolute best to provide the community everything it needs as it rapidly expands. I totally expect a sequence similar to like what we saw in Moana where you can just tell she's a natural born leader. And we will start a new grove, There. Thanks, Moana. She's doing great. She is thinking about what is best for her kingdom, her people, and her family. Elsa, on the other hand, I think is upholding a mantle of her own, which I do not think will be as the leader of the Northuldra people, but rather just looking after nature, hard stop. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what those other four spirits represent, right? Like earth, wind, fire, water. That's nature. Her goal is to maintain balance, ensure the prosperity of everything from the forest to the fjords. So on the one end of things, you're going to have nature and magic. And on the other, you'll have civilization and what I'm predicting, technology. That's right, Arendelle's getting an Apple store. No, maybe not quite iPads, but electricity. Let's start with electricity. I have a feeling this idea will be headed up by some type of lovable and endearing inventor, an aide to Anna named something like, Grimsby. I know it feels a little on the nose and I have absolutely no basis for it. Hans wasn't like a super obvious villain name or anything like that. Anyway though, Grimsby has been trying to find ways to make the kingdom of Arendelle more efficient and might be on the edge of discovering electricity. It's an exciting prospect with so much potential to better the lives of the Arendellian people. Or it's even possible that he has already discovered electricity and the improvements to the castle and the people are vast. And here is where I think the dilemma will enter. it will look for some type of sustainable and reliable way to provide electricity to the entire kingdom. What kind of large, potentially water-powered generator of electricity would be capable of producing enough to fuel an entire city? Your grandfather, King Runard, built them a mighty dam to strengthen their waters. Oh, yeah. Damn it. And you might think that there's no way in the world that Anna would consider something like this, especially after everything she just saw in Frozen 2. Her grandfather built a dam for no reason at all. He claimed that it would strengthen the land, but those were only ever just shiny words. Anna would have a purpose. Her dam would do something that is genuinely useful. And oh, I can can just see it already. Anna would be super hesitant. She can see all the potential positives, but of course has to talk to Elsa about it first. It goes something like this, if I can just channel my inner Olaf. Elsa, the dam will help everybody so much! Elsa flies off the handle. No way, Anna! Anna thinks she's being outright unreasonable. Big fight! <laughs> Divide. Anna builds the dam. Grimsby pulls the lever. Electricity! Anna's right. Arendelle is doing great. But then also, the North is not doing so great. Elsa was right. Elsa destroys the dam. But too late, Grimsby created an Iron Man suit. Nah, I feel like we lost it. Grimsby has ulterior motives. If you couldn't tell by the name, Grim. Actually, you know what? We have a clip for this. Olaf, you say it. Guess what? I'm the bad guy. What? As long as we have another one of those scenes where Lieutenant Mateus can be blown away by whatever Olaf's recap is, I will be happy. Either way though, now the sisters have to come together to defeat Grimsby, who actually wanted the power for like an army or robots or like some type of big drill. Just insert bad guy thing here. Now the sisters of course have to band together to defeat the bad guy or his army or whatever it is that he ended up creating. Probably a giant drill. I suspect that it requires both the combined powers of whatever good. The electricity has already created for the people of Arendelle and Elsa's spirit powers to defeat Grimsby. And that probably goes something like this big fight! Brr, 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 brr guys are losing, oh no! But wait, reinforcements from those people we talked about earlier, but forgot about until now! For Arendelle! And Grimsby saw like, not my big drill! The sisters will obviously win, and both realize that the other do have important points to bring to the table, and it's going to require a combined piece of ingenuity and respect for the environment to create the best possible world for the future. What I honestly do love about this particular idea is that I think it's something that we struggle with out here in the real world, all the time. You have very well intended people who are all trying to achieve some version of progress and it's figuring out how to work together to do that as successfully as possible. And the other thing that I think makes this idea have even more potential is that there's a lot of history about the Sami people and the construction of dams that I think could inform the direction they would take the story. We've actually made an entire video about that exact story. So if you'd like to check it out, you can do so right over here. But otherwise, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Otherwise, until next time, bye.